So first of all, it's good to see you. Um, secondly, did anyone guess the passage before? Maybe one or two of us might have done well done if you did. Um, so we've been looking at Mark's gospel up till, um, up till recently, but over Advent and Christmas, church is having a pause on that while we focus on um, Christmas instead. So I've picked today one of the most well-known and well-quoted passages in the Bible, especially around Christmas time. Um, in some ways, I've come to it thinking, oh, what can I say about this passage this morning that you don't already know? Um, but at the same time, it's a really, really good passage. Um, it's, there's so much in there. It bears reflection. It bears re-reflection. So if I'm waffling, just block me out and read and reread and reread. Um, meditate, make your own notes on the verses. There is so much in there to absorb um, about who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Um, so as this is the first Sunday in Advent, as we said, um, we're building up to Christmas. We're looking at Christmas now. You've got a Christmas flyer on your seats. Um, and logically to us, John should have started his gospel with a nice nativity story, um, a nice scene. But he didn't. The stories that we put together to get that come from Matthew and Luke. Um, but John does something completely different. What is he doing? Sometimes we might think, well... Um, John's book is all about Jesus, completely about Jesus, but it's got a different purpose. Um, it was, it's, um, it's like the other three are all written in a similar kind of way. They go through Jesus' life, um, from the beginning to the end, in an order you'd expect, um, although each of them is a little bit different. Um, they've got their own quirks. But John's gospel is a bit more like a spot the difference. And I'm going to ask you today to call out sometimes. So can you call out which one's the odd one out? All of you. Red apple, Red apple lovely. Which one's the odd one out? Donut. They're all food, but one's the odd one out. Which one's the odd one out? Well done. They're all activities you do, but one's the odd one out. So in each of those, there's a theme but one of them approaches that theme differently. Those are all things you might do in your spare time. They're actually all different balls. They're all ball games, or you can do music. They all approach the theme differently. And what John does is it's like that. He approaches Jesus, but he approaches him with a bit of a different attitude, a different way of talking about him. Um, so his book's all about Jesus, um, but it was probably written, it's a question of who was he writing to? It, does anyone know where John went? John, where John, after Jesus was rose again, was risen again, um, the disciples ended up get, going out. Does anyone know where John ended up? Because we've got some real people who know stuff. Oh, go on, Josiah. He did go to Prison Island. That's a really lovely way of putting it. And that's where he wrote the book of Revelation. Excellent. On Prison Island, otherwise known as Patmos. But where he actually travelled to, and he reckons he spent most of the time, is... Before then, he went to Ephesus. So here's Jerusalem. Um, Paul went all the way to Rome. Okay, And Mark's gospel, we've been written, has quite a Roman focus, so it's for the people over in Rome. John got as far as Ephesus, and he's reckoned that he stayed in Ephesus. Ephesus is more like, it's kind of, that's Turkey, um, modern-day Turkey, and they would have spoken Greek, because it would have been part of the Greek Empire. So John 
was written in Ephesus. His audience was Greek people. Um, and Greek culture encouraged the worship of lots of supernatural gods. And to the Greeks, the characteristics of those gods were just as important as to the Hebrews. It was really important who your family was, so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. So for the Greeks, the character the supernatural characteristics were really important. And Greeks love talking about new ideas. People still talk about Greek philosophers today. Can you name... Go on, give me a Greek philosopher. Aristotle? Plato? Socrates? Yeah. If you go on... There you go, that's the Greeks coming out to play. Um, if you go on... Um, if you go on Wikipedia, there's like three pages worth. Cynics... Ooh, and Stoics, we use those words today. They're Greek words as well. They're Greek philosophies. Lovely. So that's the Greeks. That's what they did. And John's Gospel was written for those kind of people. Uh, with the aim, as he tells us near the end, you go, um, the aim was... Maybe I didn't put the star on right. There you go. He wrote down, Jesus performed many signs, many other signs that weren't recorded in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So that's what, Je that's what John was doing, writing to Greeks, looking at the characteristics of Jesus so that they could believe in him. Um, it was written to demonstrate Jesus' supernatural characteristics and as a theology of who Jesus was to show why he's different and why he's greater than anything or anyone else on offer. And John starts his book with a hook to get his audience's attention. In the beginning was the word. We sung about it earlier. No one got this reference, uh, but it was in, the, you were in uh, what a beautiful name, you were the word at the beginning. Yep, in the beginning was the word. Um, it's, now, that's not a name Jesus called himself. He didn't call himself the word. Um, but to Greeks and to their philosophers, the word was the principle of reason that governed the world in general and people's, people's thoughts. It was something abstract. It was a concept. It was an idea. The word is logos, and that's where we get our word logical from. So for Greeks, the word was something abstract. In verse 1 of our passage, they might have been nodding along. Hmm, yes, yep, in the beginning was the word, yep, yep, and the word was this, and the word was that. And by the time you get to verse 14 in the passage, it says the word became flesh. Um, then they might, they, this would have got a bit of a reaction for them. That would have been completely unthinkable, completely unthinkable. Apart from the Greeks, John's also making a statement to the Jewish readers of his gospel. In Hebrew philosophy, the word, could, the word could be used as another expression for God. And so to say Jesus was the word, it would have been blasphemy if it wasn't true. He could have got into real trouble. Um, let's look at how the word... I'm going to get some volunteers to read. Okay? You're, you're all supposed to participate in this bit. So if you want to bring up any of these passages on your phone so you're ready, please feel free. Um, this is how the word comes up in the Jewish holy books, which we call the Old Testament. Okay, so can I have someone to read me Psalm 33, verse 6? I'm waiting for a hand to go up. No one's volunteering. Don't be shy. Brilliant. Thank you. Just, just lovely. 
brilliant. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Brilliant. Someone, can someone read us Hosea 4, verse 1? Hosea 4, verse 1. Thank you, Pam. Lovely. Hear the word of the Lord, because the Lord's got a charge to bring against you. And number three, Psalm 119, verse 11. Go, Josiah. Brilliant. I've hidden my word, the, your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. In the first one, we see the word is the agent of creation. The word is how God made the world, the agent of creation. In the second one, the word is the source of God's message to his people. Hear the word of the Lord. And in the third one, the word is God's law. It's his standard of holiness. It's his guidance and it's his example to us. And wow, isn't Jesus all of those things? Yep, God made the world through him. He's, got, he's the source of God's message. And Jesus is our ultimate example, our ultimate standard, our ultimate person we look to. They all apply to him. He's eternal. He's part of who God is. He's always existed. He put the good logical laws that govern the world in place. He's supernatural, all-powerful, our standard, our guide, our example. He's God. And we could just stop at verse 3 and worship him there for being the word. Um, but... He's also God incarnate. He's God in the flesh. He's God as a person. Um, and Jesus came from before time existed to enter our world. Um, he humbled himself. He limited himself for 30 plus years. And why? Because, as John says later in his book, he loved us and he knew that we needed him. Um, not just as a distant abstract concept, but as one of us. And I'm just going to add this bit to my notes because I read this this morning in my, my Bible notes. And it said... The one who, and just in case any of us need to jump to response, the one who created the light of billion stars can shine the light even in the darkest places. Yet wherever, wherever we are, whatever's going on in our lives, that is Jesus. He is that big, that powerful, and yet he can come into our lives individually. Okay. But John didn't stop there at verse 3. Um, or even at verse 14. He moves on. And this puts us on to metaphor number 2 for who Jesus is. Um, and some of, the, some of you kids, you got this one, um, and you got the Bible references as well. Um, Jesus didn't call himself the Word. He did call himself the next thing John talks about. Um, Jesus called himself seven things in the book of um, John. Here we go. Can you tell me, anybody of any age, one of Jesus' I am statements? We've got seven. Hang on, hang on. Someone call out. Light. Yeah, the way, uh, that counts as one, I'm afraid. The way, the truth, and the life counts as one. <laughs> oh, well done, the good shepherd. Bread of life, yep. Do you know what? We didn't have that one. That's not, <laughs> that's not on my list or on my dice that I have here. Um, any others? Go, oh, Wander the gate, yeah. Go on, Gabriel. He didn't actually say saviour. He said, the shepherd, did we have, yep. 
Yeah, that's it, the gate. I'm the gate for the sheep. One more. Well done. Who was that? Well done. Excellent. The last one at the last supper. I'm the vine, you're the branches. I'm the true vine. Well done. That is what Jesus called himself. Um, and today, as you got straight away at the beginning, it was the light is the one that's here. Um, so, um, yeah, John picks the light for the start of his book. We sang about it, light of the world, you step down into very darkness, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness. Yeah, there's a reason I don't lead the singing, cause, but, I, but I listen to it. Um, and maybe it was just John's favourite title for Jesus, but it's a good choice. Um, and why is it a good choice? Can I have someone to read again for us? Um, can I have someone to read Genesis 1, verses 1 to 4 for us? So if you find Genesis 1, verses 1 to 4, um, go on, Samuel. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from darkness. Cool. Thank you. So the story of the world starts with let there be light on the first day of creation. Um, and John didn't actually know it because it hadn't happened yet. But years later, when it was decided what order to put the books in the Bible, if you go from the beginning to the very end of the Bible, looking right ahead to the end of space and time as we know it, this is what we find. Can I have someone to read us Revelation 22, verse 5? Go on, Josiah again. Thank you. Amen. So in between the beginning and the end of the world, um, John starts his new story of salvation with Jesus with the theme that opens and closes the Bible. God brings light. Um, so why was Jesus called the light of the world? We're just going to have a think about that. Um, well, firstly, as we've seen, he was there at the beginning. He literally brought light to the earth. The world was created through him. God said, let there be light. So literally, Jesus brought light. Yep. Um, secondly, Jesus brought light into the world metaphorically. Um, and he told us that was what he was doing. And this was the first verse that, Gabriella, you brought out to me. Well done. John 8, 12, um, or 9, 5, or 12, 35 to 36. I'm the light of the world. Um, he spoke to people who were in what would be called really dark situations, um, and he turned their lives around. So Jesus metaphorically brought light. Can we just have a think about what light does? So, um, yeah, can I have just anyone tell us, what does light do? What do we need light for? What does light do? Go on, Alicia. Light helps us see. Well done. Light does other stuff as well. It's the absence of darkness. Go on, Alicia, again. 
It makes us happy. It can make us, you know, it can make us happy. Yep. Um, absolutely. What? Um, anyone here? Come on. I know my son who's hiding under there. He's done year eight science. It brings energy. What do we use light's energy for? What's it needed? What, do we, what does it do? Light gives energy. Photosynthesis. We would have... You've done food chains. We would have nothing to eat if it wasn't for light. No photosynthesis, no plants, no, no, nothing, nothing. That's it. Yep, lovely. Anything else we know about light? Makes our body make vitamin D. Very good. Yep, in winter, actually, you need to take vitamin D in the UK. Well, you don't need to, but you don't get any from the sun. Um, so, <laughs> not just because it's like that, but anyway. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's... Let's see, what have I got on my list? I've got, it shows us how things really are. Did we get that? Yeah, it shows us how things really are. It makes plants grow. Um, it shows us where to go, so we don't bump into things and hurt ourselves. It carries energy and warmth. It's freezing when it's cold. It gets colder at dark. No, nighttime, doesn't it? When it's dark. Yep, it carries energy and warmth. And how many of you, put your hand up if you've, if you've used your phone this morning. Yeah. How do they transmit? They use electromagnetic waves, right? The visible light spectrum. What we can see is only a tiny bit of the electromagnetic spectrum. They're, they're that kind of, it's the lights, the waves are on that spectrum. Um, in our modern world, we know there's light we can't see, but we use it. We use it in infrared, like remote controls, or infrared. We use it in ultraviolet, X-rays, gamma rays, microwaves, microwaves, radi lasers, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Um, and, um, yeah, and radio waves. Um, now let's think that's light. That's light. Light is absolutely essential. It makes a massive difference. Now let's think of what, about our, what our world would be without light, even if we were only deprived of it for a short time. I'm going to read you a bit of a story that I read recently. Um, you know, <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what the story was based on afterwards. But this is, this is just a fictional story. When I next open my eyes, it's still dark, though I feel refreshed as if I'd had a good night's sleep. Rolling onto my back, I blink up at the sky for a few seconds before I figure out what's wrong. The stars have disappeared. Rena, My voice sounds thin and tremulous to my own ears. I can just make out a moving figure, a patch of darker blackness against the tarry sky. Grandmother, it's me, Rena whispers, her own breath catching as she does so. I grope towards her, my right hand finding hers and seizing it tightly. What's happened? I ask stupidly. What time is it? It's morning, or at least it should be, she murmurs back, her voice soft and tremulous. When I got up, the dawn was lighting the horizon and the stars had started to fade, but the sun never rose. The stars disappeared, but the horizon got darker, not lighter. It's as if someone pulled a blanket over the sky. Even as Rena speaks, the darkness seems to intensify, to thicken and congeal. My eyes can no longer make out Rena's form, though her hand in mine is reassuringly solid and warm. I can't tell if the clamminess of her palm comes from her or from me. I turn my face automatically towards the east, but there's no sun and no horizon. The darkness is stifling me. 
It's behind my eyeballs, in my throat and in my nostrils. I can't breathe. Something brushes against my left leg and I scream, except no sound comes out. I can only gasp like a landed fish. The something screams too, and my heart starts beating again as I recognise the voice. Amana, it's me. It's Savta. It's okay, little one. It's only me. I find her arm and squeeze it. She's sobbing now, breathy, terrified sobs, and I try for her sake to keep my own breath steady and my hand from trembling. What's happening, Savta? Is it the end of the world? Barak has joined us, and in his boyish treble, I hear his determination not to show fear, to be a man. But he's belied in the last word by the quaver he can't quite keep out. And that's from a story about the plague that I was reading about the plagues in Egypt. And one of the plagues was darkness. And it's just, just the thought, it was like, whoa. I don't take time to imagine a world without light. Anyway, yeah, without light, our physical lives can't exist. And without Jesus, we're in darkness spiritually and morally as well. And sometimes we don't realise this. It's what John says in verse 10, that the world did not recognise him. But the evidence that we're in darkness, it's in the world all around us. Um, Now, I haven't looked at this in the last two hours. Um, Can I have someone to bring up on their phone the BBC News homepage and tell us what the main story is? Someone tell me, what's the main story on the news at the moment? Lovely, not lovely at all, but lovely. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the main news. So we, we just can look anywhere. Um, this is our world. It's like deflated, I think it's got a leak. It was, um, right, that was in Paris. Can you name a country? Actually, put your hand up because we'll throw it. Name a country. If you have hand up, you can name me a country where there's a war. Josiah. Ukraine, right. Someone else put your hand up. Can you throw the ball? to someone who can name us another country where there's a wall. A wall. Well, go on. Throw it to you. Someone throw it to It's going too easy, I think. <laughs> Give us another country where there's a wall. Sudan. That one's not been on the front pages for a while, has it? Do you want to throw it to me? And I'll throw it. Oh, yeah, go on. Go on, it's Got Alicia. Israel. It's been on the news for the last couple of months, hasn't it? Brilliant. Israel. And there's one at the back. Shall I throw to treasure? Or do you want to give it a go? Yep. So you pass it right to the back. Russia. Russia's at war with Ukraine. Yep, lovely. So we've got the war, whoop, war between Russia and Ukraine. Sudan, there's Israel. There's other countries that... Um, there's other countries that have civil wars, aren't there? Like Ethiopia. Um, lots, of, lots of countries around the world um, where there's war. And what about the, even where there isn't war? There's not always kindness. There's unkindness. Um, there are people who are nasty to each other. Um, I'm just going to bring up a slide that I saw that made me smile um, about the internet. We're all connected. In our peaceful world, we've got the internet. I don't know if you can read this. We've got social media. I'll read it out loud. How social media works. Me. I prefer mangoes to oranges. Random person. 
So basically, what you're saying is you hate oranges. You also failed to mention pineapples, bananas, and grapefruits. Uh, educate yourself. I'm literally shaking with the stupidity that is people in 2023. Um, so that one made me laugh, but actually it's true. There, is so, there are people who get threatened online, who, who are bullied online, people who live in fear, um, and you don't have to go on the dark web to see dark things. Um, and finally, it's in the world around us. It's in war-torn countries. It's in our own country. And to be honest, can you think of the last time you probably acted so selfishly? I think I can as well. Um, so do, do we really want to live like that? Um, but the good news is that we don't have to be part of the darkness. Um, the world and the people in it might be dark and not understand or receive the light, but the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness will not overcome the light. In verse 14, going back to the nativity story, um, the word became flesh. Okay, the Greek philosophers would have gone, what? But it's what actually happens, and it's God's source of hope to us. The world was dark and lost, but God, knowing people and how we work, he didn't just speak at us. He sent the light physically as a way out of the darkness. Um, part of the season of Advent is remembering that we were and are a world that's waiting for light and hope. Um, a world Jesus has come into and will come into again. Um, but so many people, they don't know Jesus. They haven't heard of him or they've heard but they haven't understood him. And um, They're trying to find their own way, their, their, their direction. If they don't have Jesus as their guide, as their helper or as their saviour. Um, yeah. So what should our response be to this passage? Now, it's interesting that in the middle um, of the description of Jesus, there's verses 6 to 8, and they're about John the Baptist. Verse 8 says about him, he himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. So in contrast to most of the world, John the Baptist received Jesus, he understood who Jesus was, and he told people about what he knew. Um, can we be like John the Baptist, and how can we be like John the Baptist? Though we're not the light ourselves, can we, number one, realize that and recognize Jesus? So it's realize and recognize, number one. Realize we don't have the answers. Recognize Jesus for who he is. He's eternal, he's powerful, he's necessary, but he's humble, generous, and good. That's the first step. Second thing, can we receive the light? Can we become and live as Jesus' own treasured possession? Ask him to come into our hearts, into our whole being, and to be first in our, into our lives. That's receiving Jesus. And the third thing we can do is we can reflect the light. Anyone with the note sheets? I want you to look around the sheet because I've put the little things on the, the board around the edge that you can colour, and it's all sources of light except for one. And have a look, and I want someone to call out. One of, one of, the, things that, one of the things that goes round um, that's on the picture is not a source of light. Go on, Alicia, which one? Sorry? They're not pens, they're matches. They're matches, so they are a source of light. Yep, that, that, that was perhaps not so clear what the picture was. Yep, go on, Zoe. 
Oh, I forgot about that one. You're absolutely right. It's a speech bubble because Jesus is the word. There's another one that's not the speech bubble. Um, there's another. Go on, Jonathan. The moon. Boom. Well done. The moon. What the moon does, the moon lights up the night sky. But we know from science that what the moon's actually doing is it's reflecting the sun. So the way it works, the way it lights up the world is reflecting the sun. So can we be like the moon or a mirror? Uh, Can we reflect the light of Jesus to the world around us and transform the dark that way? Now, how we each do that could take many different forms. Uh, When you shine a light through different things, there we go, I found one of these. It's a a kaleidoscope. If anyone wants, you can have a look at that. It's really cool. Um, when you shine a light through different things, it, comes out, it can come out differently. A prism has a different effect to a mirror, which straight back, or to a kaleidoscope. Um, so we're all different, so we won't have identical ministries. Okay, um, We won't have identical missions just because we're all different. But we can still reflect Jesus' light altogether. Um, and here are just... Oh, I've just thought of another thing. Out of a prism, you get it splits up the light. And actually, none of us is the light, so we can't be all of the light at the same time. But if we all do our own bit, like all the different colours, then you get the full picture of the light. Yeah. Um, So, sorry, just thought of that. Um, So, um, yeah, here are some some ideas. I'm a practical person. I like to be practical. So the first thing, Jesus was the word. That was a speech bubble. Um, Jesus was the word. There's power in words. We can tell people about Jesus. We can offer to pray for them. Hi, that sounds really tough. Can I pray for you? We can send people a message to encourage them. To say, hi, I'm thinking about you. How are you? Um, Yep. So tell people about Jesus. Encourage them. We can send them a message. Send them a prayer. How do they think now? Is there someone you can do that for? Can you reflect Jesus that way? If you're not a wordy person, Jesus was the light. How can you help someone who feels like they're in darkness? Can you give something back to God that way? Financially? Materially, we've got a food bank there. You don't go to food bank because your life is okay and you feel like you're skipping along in the sunshine. Yep. You can give materially, you can give physically to people who know that they're in trouble. Or time-wise, have you got time in your day when you can just go and chat to someone who's lonely? Make time for a friend. Um, Yeah, don't let people who are struggling, who you know are struggling, don't leave them alone. Well, do if they want to be left alone, but otherwise don't. Our world is very dark, and we can respond by asking Jesus to help. That's the other thing. So we can act, we can talk, um, and the third thing is we can ask Jesus to help. Sometimes we don't have the answers, we can't do it. And we can just ask Jesus to help for anything, anywhere. It could be for Israel, we can ask for his help with. It could be for us, for a situation that's gone wrong in our lives. Jesus cares for the whole world and for the individual. So we're going to spend some time doing that now. The other stuff you can go away and think about and do during the week. But what I want to do now is, um, Eno and the worship team are going to come up and they're going to lead us in a song. Um, And Eno chose it, it's a really lovely song. Um, And... During that time, would you wait for a second because I'm going to talk, sorry. (laughs) Um, Please use that time. Use it to join in with them singing and focusing on God. But what I've also done is um, 
on the back of everyone's chair, there is a post-it note. Okay? And on every other chair, I think there was a pen. Um, what I've done, because it is the season of Advent and it's lovely and it's warm, there are two big candles, um, one at the back there um, behind Joanna and one there over there, lovely. And what we're going to do is I would just think it would be really good to make a, a physical response and just to write down on that post-it note one situation that you want Jesus to shine his light in. It could be, you know, it could be Israel. It could be my friend's got a cold or is unwell. We've, we heard we need to pray for Kojo. There's, there's lots of things, lots of people we can lift up. And what you're going to do is just write that one word and as an act of praying and bringing that to Jesus, we're going to stick them on the flames. Um, and as a, source, as a source of light. And this isn't a kid's activity, by the way. It's a grown-up's activity as well. Um, so it's for all of us just to, to respond. And we're going to hopefully, because I got yellow, yellow and orange post-it notes, hopefully at the end, those will be like, it will look like a flame, like a source of light to the world around, that we, we want to bring Jesus' light to the world. So we're going to do that. Just come up, like when we have communion and we sing and we come up. So if you want to just do that, while we're singing, if that's okay, and then I, and I will tie things together. Brilliant. So thank you ever so much. Over to you.